This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and uh, we're here at the Global Office in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Good morning, Rocky. Hey there. And uh, we, I had an idea as we, we talked about different topics uh, that we could bring up in these podcasts. Um, I was thinking about how so many men and women have gone through the journey and there's, and we, they've realized this is a lifelong journey and going through the journey doesn't make everything perfect and doesn't make you perfect, but it helps you know where to go, you know, in, in all things. Uh, but I was thinking about, could we identify maybe the top five things that men struggle with in particular? And, and, and even if men struggle with the women probably do too, uh, cause we're all human. Um, and so uh, we're going to start a little five-part series of the top five things that men struggle with. And, and our first one today is going to be anger. And uh, we're just going to try to kind of give a perspective of uh, what is anger. And because and, I think that even this morning there was a man, uh, we had a gathering of, of influencers here in Northwest Arkansas, and a, and a man in my prayer group was talking about how anger was almost like alcoholism to him. It was something that he just had not been able to get rid of hmm. in his life. And so it told me that maybe there's other people out there that, that are struggling with this, Rocky. So, uh, so that's going to be our, uh, our topic today. And I'm going to open it with a verse, and then we're going to dive in, trying to get our arms around this, this uh, symptom of maybe something deeper going on in a man. But Scripture talks a lot about anger and controlling anger. But the one we're going to fo- start with is Ephesians 4, and it starts in verse 26. It says, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So, Rocky, let's just dive in there and uh, talking about what is anger, and uh, and maybe you can talk a little bit about your experiences with overcoming anger hmm. or the right kind of anger. You know. So. Well, thanks. I, this scripture uh, represents freedom to me, believe it or not. And uh, and it's and and, and conversely, it uh, represents freedom to be angry. Hmm. And let me tell you how that came about, because I was a very angry guy. Uh, I had, and the, and a, uh, it was a hidden thing in me, and, and when it was on the football field, it wasn't hidden. And then, uh, and then it would show uh, quickly, uh, abruptly, even after I was out of, of athletics, because that anger was deep within me. And it uh, was something that was ugly that had developed through the years. And I think men uh, uh, especially, but believe me, women too, because I had a, a mom who was a firebrand when, when it came down to, if she got angry, boy, she was a gracious woman, a, a good, merciful, kind woman, but boy, if she got angry, it was bad. And, uh, and I think that was a, a kind of a modeling for me. Uh, but the fact is, is that it, it's, it's very unbecoming. Um, it hurts more than it helps, and even hurts us internally. Um, in some ways, we see it kind of as a defense mechanism, that we use it to keep people away, or to keep things in control, or to get our way. Uh, there's a far better ways to do it 
but that's the instincts that some people have. I had it, and it became a problem. And so in my journey with Christ, Brian, I began to see that that was a problem for me. And I began to try to uh, control it. Now, I tried to control my anger. Now, <laughs> you understand how difficult that is because there are situations that come along that causes you to loosen your grip. There's got to be something better than your willpower and yourself controlling that anger. Uh, this is where I talked about the yoke of Christ, learning to get in the yoke of Christ and let him help control that beast in us. And in my case, the beast was anger. You even had a name for your anger, didn't yeah, you? It was called the Black Panther, <laughs> believe it or not. I came along way before the movie. Uh, no, it was a panther. And it was like it'd come out and it would be vicious. Um, so the, uh, the issue was is that I, as I began to grow in Christ, I began to look at anger as an enemy within me, and I tried to start controlling that and it became bottled up in me. And then I was dealing with challenges along the way, people that really uh, in the certain days it would have been uh, very bad for them if I had lost my anger, if I had let loose my anger against them. But now I was facing uh, similar situations and people that uh, you know, perceived maybe uh, my lack of response as weakness and then that becomes somewhat of a thing that going on within you that you're second guessing yourself. You're wondering about what is going on here, and you know I'm trying to hold back, and you just get frustrated, and you know, and you're just trying to control every situation that has anger attached to it, and you're walking away from it, and you're feeling like you're not a man anymore, and I mean. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was just an internal battle that was going on. But then I read that scripture, and here's how it set me free. It said, be angry, but not sin. Mm. And then I looked and thought about Jesus. You know, there were times Jesus was angry. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was ticked off. Mm. He showed his anger. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I went to Israel several years ago, and I went up on Temple Mount up there, which uh, you, you have to go through a, a small opening to get up there, and that's where the money changers were. It's kind of a closed area, so you can imagine there were animals in there, and then there were tables of money that they had exchanged in Roman currency to temple currency and all of that stuff that they did. And if you can visualize what happened, Jesus went in there and he saw uh, that, that had become a den of robbers, thieves, and he made a whip and he started beating those beasts out of there and all those tables were turning over. Can you imagine the chaos? And he did it with anger. Hmm. He did it with anger because he had righteous indignation. And so the point being is that anger is a, a natural emotion. Hmm. It is something that is necessary for our mental health many times to be able to be angry at situations, mm. uh, but not sin. And this is where I was given the freedom to recognize that some of the things that were happening against me and my walk with Christ were things that I really need to get angry about, that it was right for me to be angry in that situation. 
And then, then through the discipleship process, I began to look at, you know, this journey with Christ began to address issues of things that I was angry about that I should not be angry about. Mm. And I think that that's probably where we need to kind of go with this. And that is, one, is it's, uh, it's natural to be angry sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's expected, it's we even created to have some anger in us. That's a venting process. But the key is not to sin in anger. And how can we do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that look like? Well, and, and I, I was thinking about our friend, our mutual friend, Dr. Gary Oliver, does a lot of uh, teaching on on uh, emotional intelligence instead of right. in their normal IQ. And he talks about, I think he says anger is a secondary emotion. Mm. There's, re- there's always something behind it that's the primary emotion that's causing the anger yeah. to come out. Yeah. And I think that's what we want to get at is what is the root of that anger. I read a book years ago that talked said that all anger comes from a desire to control that is not satisfied. Mm-hmm. If a guy can't control something, he gets angry, you know, because right. he wants to control it. What, what's your take on that? Well, control is an illusion. Yeah. And, uh, and so the first thing we need to recognize is that we're trying to control something that's impossible to do. And if we get angry about something that's impossible, then it's foolish. Uh, we can influence something. Now, as an example, let's say that we get uh, angry because our children are out of control, right? Mm-hmm. That's a common thing for a, a father and a dad to have to deal with all the time, getting angry as children. Mm-hmm. And why does he get angry at them? Well, he feels like that they're out of control. Well, okay, so what good does anger do in that situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, he can vent it. He can let, let them know he's serious about it and he's going to, take away this, he's going to punish them, this, that, and the other. But the problem is, oftentimes, anger will drive a child away from you. Yeah, David Weldon, when we which he, we interviewed him a few weeks ago, he talked about how he was scaring his son, and he mm-hmm. didn't even realize it. Right. Try, trying to assert authority on him, you know, within an angry way. Right. Was scaring his son. Yeah. yeah. And that's not what he wanted at all. Yeah, and that's why we have a ministry called Influencers. Is because we have learned that we can't control uh, people, but we can influence them. And in a situation like with our children, we've got to strive for influence rather than control. Now, what happens when that um, begins to become our demeanor? What do they see? Uh, Are they going to see an angry, judgmental, vengeful man? Are they going to see the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is, is what? Love, joy, peace, patience. You can read them for yourself mm-hmm. Galatians 5. But the point being is that it, there is an internal transformation that causes us to begin to have a symptom like that. You see, anger is a symptom. Did you know that? Anger is not the problem. Anger is the symptom of a deeper problem. A deeper problem of feeling like life is out of control, my family's out of control, or my job's out of control, or my life's out of control. Hmm. But what happens when we enter into that intimate relationship with Christ, 
that, and it says that perfect love cast out all fear, by the way, that's another symptom, fear, mm -hmm. is that when we enter in that, then our internal demeanor begins to change. And many of those things that we've been angry about that we should not be angry about no longer become a problem for us. There are certain things that we need to be angry about. You know, that's, that's going to happen. And it's going to be a way that we express ourselves and invent ourselves. But the key is to do so with grace and dignity mm. and not do it with sin. Can we be angry and not out of control? My mom seemed to be get out of control sometimes with her anger. And I knew that that was not the right way. Uh, but I have seen people that have really shown a firm disgust but still maintain that dignity and that grace and that character trait about them um, that was Christ-like. And that was the kind of person that I wanted to be. And as I began to explore those type people, it was not something that I could make of myself. And that's one of the eras that we have. That's, that was my era before in trying to control my anger with self-control is I couldn't accomplish that character change. But when I began to go into this journey with deeper intimacy with Christ, then those characteristics that are so familiar with him began to surface. And my, my internal demeanor began to change as well. Hmm. Now, I've seen that happen with a lot of men and women too. That, uh, they, that, that we have seen this, that as they have moved forward into this deeper intimacy with Christ, that the angry man that once was uh, begins to uh, become a tender warrior. Hmm. They're still courageous, they're, they're even more so courageous. Uh, they still have a, a lot of characteristics that are their qualities of their, of their personality but they have more influence on their world around them. They're able to change things, not by anger, but by that godly character. Hmm. You know, I think there's also, uh, besides just the internal things going on, I, I feel like there's a training. The world tries to tell you that anger is how you accomplish things. Hmm. You know, like if, if, uh, if your food's bad at a restaurant or the service is bad, you should lay into that waiter or waitress so, <laughs> so that they learn next time they won't do that to the next customer. Or, yeah. or football coaches are taught if you yell at your kid, you know, come with anger, you'll get more results out of your – don't you think we're kind of trained that way almost? Well, sometimes? yes, especially in this country, uh, in America. Uh, it's interesting, this morning I was watching the news and, and uh, one of the – political leaders was making a comment because of the recent shooting down in Florida, another tragedy. And of course, you're going to have polarized political polls on each one of those things about gun control both ways. And, but one of the things he said is that, you know, we've got to address some other issues. We've got to address what's making this violence, what's creating this violence in this country. Because we have a violent nation right now that's out of control with the very things that you're talking about. Whether it's to insult a waiter because they didn't bring the water on time, or whether it's uh, road rage, which is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. 
to school shootings, to burning crosses, to shooting policemen. Um, man, we could go on and on and on with the violence in this country, and it's stemming from anger. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an epidemic around here. And so if we allow the culture to influence us, then it's going to make us angry. But if we influence the culture, then maybe we could bring some civility mm. to this world around us. Mm. You think when Paul is talking about don't give the devil a foothold, you think he's talking about it in an individual? You know, like if you let anger take root in your heart, it, it will be a foothold that it'll just take you darker or yeah. something? Well, it always begins at an individual, but it will live us out to multiple people. At, like, for instance, let's say it was with the individual of a father in a home. You think it's going to just be limited to him? Yeah. Because the sins of the father are going to be reproduced in the children. Hmm. Just going to happen. How's that anger going to hurt his spouse? In the same way with a mother, angry mother, what's that going to do to, the, to that family dynamic? But what about an angry boss? What about an angry guy who's uh, your employer in the, in, the, in the culture he develops around him in that business? And what about those people that work in there? How are they going to treat customers? How are they going to treat their constituents? They're mm. going to be angry, aren't they? Because mm. he's going to influence that. And what about a political leader? Gosh, look at our politi political mess that we're in right now. Mm. It makes me angry looking at these angry leaders. Mm because they're creating all kind of turmoil in our country, in this society. And yeah, you're seeing the fruit of it when you see these angry people that are shooting at people and mm. blowing up things. It's, it's, it is uh, prevalent now because this is a culture we live in. And if we let the culture influence us as as Christian men, then we will join it. We will be like them. And Christ says, "No, we'll be counterculture. Mm. We can't. We can't embrace anger in us because it will give Satan a foothold in our life as an individual, and our family, and our city, and our company we work in. Uh, on the golf course that we are trying to play a leisure around the golf, we'll get ticked off, and we might even get in fights out there." Mm. We can't do that. And the only way you're going to control that is not self-control, but Christ control. Mm. And that's why we've got to enter into that deeper relationship with Christ, because he can change us inside out. And that will influence our world around us. Mm. That will influence our families. That will influence our employees, if we're, if we're the employer. Mm. That'll influence upward, downward, and sideways because people are needing that right now, really bad. They need to see that in a man and woman, that internal peace, and he can do that for you. Well, and I was thinking about this guy that I was talking about this morning who, who said he had a problem with anger, and he recognizes the problem, so he's done some self-examination, and he knows it's not the right kind of anger. He can tell, you can tell. So uh, how, how can he help, how can he fix that? You know, and I would think about how we talk about how the fruit of the Spirit is what we're going for, which is Christ-likeness. And you can't create that by willpower, right? You can't just go will yourself to not be angry mm -hmm. anymore. 
because I think the opposite of anger would be peace, perhaps. Yeah. You know, so, so how does a man do that? How does a man or woman do that? Well, it's the direction he takes with his motivation and his willpower. And that is he can will himself to and motivate himself to read self-help books and then to try to get counseling for it and then to try to be around accountability people to hold him accountable not to do a certain thing and try to control it. I have found that doesn't really work. Hmm. Or he can use that same willpower to take steps into the direction of what of his relationship with Christ. Things that stand in the way that he uses his willpower to get them out of the way. He uses he perseveres in his journey to give his life wholly to Christ, to get to know Christ better, to allow Christ to begin working in his life to work his way inside out. And see, again, it's, we can't change people outside in. We can't change ourselves outside in. The Pharisees would have gotten that because they knew all the scriptures and they knew all had all the biblical knowledge, everything, and they had the disciplined lives, but they, they were like whitewashed sepulchers is what Jesus said, and that means a tomb that's dead within. Hmm. They were dead within, even though they were trying to change everything about them outside in. And it's the same problem we have with trying to change ourselves and will ourselves or have other people change us it cannot be accomplished, but Christ can change us. Mm -hmm. And our efforts need to be spent in trying to get in proximity with him and let him work his way out to the surface to treat those symptoms. Now keep in mind, fear, anger, all those are symptoms. And you can treat it symptomatically with a Band-Aid and the Band-Aid comes off under the right circumstances. Or you can go to the problem, which is internal, was in the heart. It's with the internal demeanor of the person. And that's where Christ does the work. And it shows on the outside. Mm. And it works its way to the symptoms. And just like fever with infection, when you take care of infection, fever leaves. Mm. Anger leaves. Well, I think, I think you told me, Rocky, that uh, God helped you kill the panther within you. Is that right? Or he told you the panther had to die? Well, I want to be accurate about that. Okay. He does have to die, but I don't think he can die. Okay. Um, but he can be yoked. And, uh, and that means that that nature within me is probably going to always be there. And you know yourself that there are certain things that can, can set it off. And God continues to teach me all the time to be alert, to be aware. Um, as an example, God has taught me lately that I can feel some, some things that grieve me, and I believe that is the grief of the Spirit within me, that He's letting me feel His grief in certain situations. But the old, in the old days, I would have taken that grief and I would have taken it to action. I would take it to a reaction and it probably would have been a bad reaction. It would not have produced healthy fruit because it would have been done out of anger. And the Lord has been teaching me that it's important for me not to quench the Spirit. If he allows me to feel his grief, he, 
I've got to be careful not to quench the Spirit. And if I react too quickly on something without prayer, uh, with, with emotions that are driven by certain things that go back to the old man, then I quench his spirit, and then we're not able to see some healthy change that occurs. And so now what's going on with me is that I will see something, and I'll get angry about it because it's righteous indignation, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll start praying about it, and then I began to see changes. Sometimes I don't even have to enter into it. But when I do enter into it, God has prepared me to deal with it without sin. Hmm. So the nature is going to always be there, Brian. But I, I, I go back to the yoke of Christ, is that I am in the yoke with Christ, and I learn from him. And so uh, I, I don't think that we'll ever escape the fallen nature that we have. Yeah, and I, I think that speaks to not everybody struggles with this particular thing, but they, everyone's got something. Right. And maybe it is that thorn in the flesh that you wish it would go away forever, but it, it's always kind of there, reminding us how much we mm -hmm. need Christ because his power is made perfect in our weakness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I think that uh, the Christ-controlled life is something that has to be active. It's not one time and done. It has to be every day, it has to be a surrender. Uh, my life is yours, Lord, take what you will of me. Every day is a choice. Uh, I have to choose to obey, I have to choose to submit, I have to choose to seek. Um, but I've been doing this long enough to know that's the best thing I could ever do, is choose to take active steps always toward the surrender of this life to him. Now, can I fail at it? Yes, Brian, I can. I'm imperfect. And I'm just praying that I can make it all the way through the finish line without stumbling. Mm. And I'm always aware that I have the great potential of stumbling, of falling. Mm. And uh, I think that we have to be aware that we are, we are in a battleground all the time, and there are pitfalls around us. And uh, and, uh, and I, I think that goes with experience. I do think that we can live on top of this. And I do believe that God has given me uh, his grace to be able to see some things I didn't see before. And he's given me his grace to understand the dynamics that go on with this so I can help other men while I help myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm 73 next month, and if I am here 10 years from now, I think you'll probably hear me saying the same thing, <laughs> that I'm still fighting the fight of faith. I still have the challenges that every faith walk requires. I've seen a lot of victories, but I'm still in total need of my constant companion who's in the other side of the yoke over there, showing me how to live this life. That's right. That's right. Well, that's good stuff. I, I think our time's about up for today's podcast, but uh, thank you, Rocky. I think that's that's really good words, and uh, and it seems like we're always coming back to the same thing about that proximity with Christ is is the answer, you know. But I think it's good to talk about these real life things because we're all out there battling, and sometimes you think you're the only one struggling with it, you know. I know it seems like a simplistic answer, but it, 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 we'll have to put it this way: there's multitudes of of uh, 
opportunities and and tr troubles uh, that we could speak on that can be addressed by the simple proximity with Christ because he is involved with us and he can do anything so when you have him on our side it's like Paul said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me that's right that's right okay well you've been listening to the influencers network podcast and uh, this is our first part one of a five-part series of the top five things men struggle with and be looking for our next one uh, coming out soon uh, if you want to know more about our ministry influencers you can go to our website www.influencers.org and also, if you are interested to uh, ask a question to Rocky or, or something you'd like to see us address on a future podcast, send us an email at podcastquestions at influencers.org. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. Mm -hmm.